0: and welcome to The Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 30th of September, the 273rd day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are only 92 days left in 2023 to do something liberating, as bet Analand did in 1966, when they declaimed their independence from the UK and became the Republic of Botswana. Happy Independence Day, Botswana. Today is also International Translation Day. Let's all send a big shout out and good vibes to the International Federation of Translators who allow us to understand each other's cultures, politics, religions. I'm in debt to you, that's for sure. Also on this day in 1947, Pakistan joined the United Nations. And on this day in 2023, the sound kitchen received numerous letters from teachers from across the globe asking for postcards and stamps for their students. Not only have I and my colleagues been collecting postcards from our travels this year, dear RFI Listeners Club member Jean Maurice Deveau from Montreal, Canada, just sent a zillion beautiful Canadian stamps for your kids. Just write to me at english.service at rfi.fr, and I'll get a package in the mail for you. All you have to do in return is to send in photos of your students with their goodies. We love photos of smiling children. And if you'd like to donate stamps and postcards for us to send to students, please do. Our address is on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com. And again, mille et un merci, cher Jean-Maurice, for all the stamps. Paul Myers is off traveling around France, covering the World Cup rugby matches for us. And while he's away, Melissa Shamam is here in the kitchen with us. Welcome, Melissa.
1: Hello, Susan, and hello, everyone.
0: Melissa is ready to mix in your delicious, sound kitchen ingredients, your answers to the bonus question on the listener's corner. There's music from Erwan still to come, too, so don't touch that dial. I am Yusundu. Hello, Erefi English. Are you ready? I do hope so. And so do I, because it's... Time for the quiz. On the 19th of August, I asked you a question about Ghana. That week, RFI English correspondent Michael Sarpong-Foom sent us an article about the country's solar power projects. One of those projects is a five megawatt floating solar plant, the first of its kind in West Africa. I asked you to tell me where in Ghana it will be built and what its capacity in megawatts is expected to provide in the years to come. Melissa,
1: what's the answer? It will be built on the reservoir of the Brie Hydroelectric Dam in Ghana's Bono region. And to quote Michael from fun article, there are plans to scale the capacity up to 65 megawatts in the coming years. Samuel Gromfy from the University of Energy and Natural Resources in Sunyani said the country was on track to achieve its renewable targets. We can achieve 10% renewable energy penetration by 2030 if the right policies are put in place by the government. That's what he said. In addition to the quiz question, there was the bonus question suggested by Radha Krishnapilai. What makes Paris so fascinating to you? You'll hear the answers later in the listeners' corner, so please stay with us.
0: The winners of this week's quiz are... RFI Listeners Club member Solomon Fesahazian from Asmara, Eritrea. Solomon is also the winner of this week's bonus question. He wrote, I have always been fascinated by Paris's majestic sweeping boulevards and the regal architecture. Congratulations, Solomon. And it's really nice to hear from you again. It's been a while. Also on the list of lucky winners this week is another lost sheep. Royeka Khatun, the chairperson of the RFI Surfer Society, Bangladesh. Welcome back to the fold, Royeka. There's also RFI Listeners Club member Ashik Ekbal Tokan from Rajshahi, Bangladesh. Riaz Ahmad Khan, the president of the RFI Listeners Club in Sheikhapura City, Pakistan. Hello, Riaz. And last but not least, RFI English listener Rafikal Islam Litan from Bogura, Bangladesh. Congratulations to this week's winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. <gasps> As you know, Paul Myers is traveling around France right now covering the World Cup rugby matches for us. I can't pretend to know much about rugby. It's almost as cloudy to me as cricket. But Paul's articles help. At the beginning of this week, he wrote Anscombe's The Man as Clinical Whales Crush Australia's Hopes at the World Cup about Australia's loss to Wales last Sunday. And he explained how Australia could be out of the competition this weekend and I want you to tell me how. Reread Paul Meyers article Anscom's The Man as Clinical Whales Crush Australia's Hopes at the World Cup and answer this question How could Australia for the first time in the 36 year history of the competition be out of the finals? It all depends on a match being played today Saturday, the 30th of September. You'll find Paul's article on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, RFIEnglish.com, as well as on the Sound Kitchen and Club's Facebook pages. Melissa, what's this week's bonus question?
1: It was suggested by Jayanta Chakrabarti from New Delhi, India, and it is How can we learn to be humble in life? What do you do to keep your ego in line? How do you do if you do, that is, stay humble? Is it the way you think, your behavior, your interactions with others? Again, this week's bonus question, suggested by Jayanta Shagrabati, is how can we learn to be humble in life? Remember, we're happy to hear your ideas for bonus questions, so please send them in. Melissa. What about you? What keeps you humble? Oh, dear, it's just very simple. I think about some of my favourite peoples and what they had to go through. Like, you know, my mother had a very complicated history. Oh, my sister is a doctor. She works in a hospital and she had to help all these people through COVID. And then you're like, well, you know, I'm just a journalist. And you, Susan? You know, it's, it's kind of the same thing.
0: It requires some thought, doesn't it, this question? I'm not always very humble. <laughs> You saw that last week, didn't you, Melissa, (laughs) as I pranced around the radio telling everyone that Yusu Endur hugged me twice. He was here at the radio for an interview. Anyway, in my better moments, it's actually gratitude that keeps me humble like you. When you realize that despite it all, your life is sweet and you're thankful for it, it leads to humility. At least for me, it does. What about you? You have until the 23rd of October to get your answers to the quiz and the bonus question in. Be sure to tune in on the 28th of October to hear if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a Miss, a Ms, a Mrs., or a Mr. I don't want to get it wrong.
2: Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus three three six three one one two nine six eight two. That's plus 336 Always include your postal mailing address, and if you have one, your RFI Club membership number.
1: This is the sound kitchen and Susan Owensby's cooking.
0: And now more from and about you. It's time for the Listener's Corner. Take it away, Melissa.
1: The question you answered for this week is, what makes Paris so fascinating to you? It was suggested by Radhakrishna Pillai. So let's start with his answer. He wrote, most of all for Radio Friends International. But of course! Radhakrishna continues. Second, for the iconic landmarks, the Eiffel Tower, the Palace of Versailles, the Cathedral of Notre Dame, Saint-Chapelle Church, and the Place of la Concorde, the Grand Palais, le Louvre, and le Pont des Arts. For sure, Krishna, it is a beautiful city. Jayanta Chakraborty agrees with you, Radha Krishna, but specifically for a beautiful libraries and their contents of course. He wrote, being a voracious reader, the beautiful libraries of Paris with a unique ambiance fascinates me the most. I have read about the iconic Mazarine, La Sorbonne and Bibliothèque Nationale de France, each having a rich repository of information on science, history, literature and cinema. Paris is indeed a paradise for knowledge seekers. And of course, there's the romantics, like Coruna Kantapal, He wrote We always hear about Paris' romantic atmosphere. After all, it's called the city of love and seems to be the perfect setting for a romantic getaway. It makes my heart skip a beat. Kashif Khalil wrote We all know that Paris is the city of love but what I love is the food and the 40,000 restaurants in Paris. That's what makes it so fascinating to me and it is my desire to have a dinner with my dearest Madame Susanna Wensby in one of these restaurants.
0: Or oh, get yourself over here, Monsieur Kashif Khalil, and it's a date.
1: And more romanticism, but this time olfactory. For both Nasir Mohammed and Dipita Chakrabati, it's French perfumes. And rightly so. They are wonderful. Did you know many French mothers put perfumes on their babies, like Infants, It's definitely a big part of the French savoir-vivre, roughly, know-how to live. Father Stephen Wara is a more practical sort. For him, it's Paris' public transport system. And this is going to make me laugh, but as he wrote, it's so well organized. There's the underground metro, the surface tram, the bus, and not to forget the bicycle rental services. All this together make travel across the giant capital city from one edge of it to the other very easy and convenient going by the individual's choice. So why does that make you laugh? Well, it is true in practice when you go outside of rush hour <laughs> on a holiday month, but on um you know any was much more of a reality 20 years ago but now paris is a very dense and busy city and i'm always moaning especially in the morning of how awful the commute was and you know that, that train was disrupted but also we have all this works for the wonderful olympic games coming next summer so this will probably improve relatively soon and i think i think paul was thinking about that very optimistically uh, i'll just uh, wait and see yeah <laughs> we'll just wait and see erwan just laughed into my ear
0: Anyway, as far as all of the, the, and the rental bicycles that you talked about, Father Stephen, since you left Paris, we have mopeds or little any weeny. well, we call them scooters in the U.S., but mopeds, and those you can rent, they're electric, and they're really, really fun, but I don't think I'll be doing that once it starts raining and it's cold.
1: Let's carry on and close on a sweet note. Riaz Ahmad Khan wrote, Paris fascinates me because it is where RFI is. I have loved RFI since my childhood. All loyalty and love for Paris is because of RFI. Oh, thank you, Riaz. That's so sweet, isn't it? Thank you. Remember, everyone, this week's bonus question is, how can we learn to be humble in life? Thanks to Jayanta Shakrabati from New Delhi, India, for the suggestion. Do you have a bonus question idea? If so, send it to us at the sound kitchen or one word no spaces at rfi.fr. That's it for today's Listener's Corner. Thanks
0: everyone for participating and a special thanks to Melissa Shimam for hanging out in the
1: kitchen with us. Thank you, Susan, for this tour of our listeners' lovely letters and everything.
2: hello everyone brothers and sisters this is a big shout out to everyone all over the world just to let you know i've been a big fan far back as in 1982 continue your joy and make sure you bring happiness everywhere you find yourself that's what they call love from london here in west london my name is joseph paul bernie always pops Enjoy the day and have a lovely radio listening. Stay blessed. Bye.
0: Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to Erwan Rome for his mixing mastery and his input, and thanks to you for listening. Be sure and tune in next week for the answer to the question about the Bali Maya Project. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch, and stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our sound engineer, who's also a musician. This week, Erwan chose one of his big loves, Brilliant Corners, by the American composer and pianist Thelonious Monk. Brilliant Corners is the title piece from the album of the same name, and according to Downbeat Magazine, was the most critically acclaimed album of 1957, a nat- Notoriously difficult 22-bar tune, Brilliant Corners required over 25 takes to record or almost record. They never succeeded in a complete version in the studio. The producer had to splice together material from the takes where they did get it right. Can you imagine? Monk was writing music no one had ever heard in their heads before even himself, the unconventional song structure of Brilliant Corners deviates from both standard song form and blues structures, as well as from Monk's African-American music roots. So here it is with, as Erwan noted, what a lineup! Thelonious Monk, Sonny Rollins, Max Roach, Paul Chambers, and Clark Terry. Sit back and groove on what critics have called the alpha and omega of post-World War II American jazz. Brilliant Corners by Thelonious Monk. Thanks again, Erwan, for another musical adventure. Talk to you all next week.